Good morning. Welcome to this morning's episode of Another Day with Jesus featuring Pastor Prithvi. The word of God is alive, powerful and sharp. Let us align our hearts to receive from Jesus. Good morning and greetings to you in Jesus precious name. This is Church Talk. Uh we want to bring this conversation on a regular basis to each and every one out there who is having a desire to plant a church to pioneer a ministry to specifically raise and build houses of worship houses where people can be trained and discipled and the lost can be reached and the love of Jesus can be expressed and and this morning i have a dear man of god who is with me and we're going to have a conversation because um the the guest on today's podcast is pastor stanley mehta we've had him recently in our church uh, to speak for a weekend and our entire church was blessed so much uh, and i also realized uh, through the through the long time of having followed his ministry how god has uh, used pastor stanley to not just plant one church or to raise one church but to raise hundreds of churches through uh the gmi movement you know which came out of uh fr- from bbc in mumbai for many of you who may know the bombay baptist church uh, pastor stanley was a pastor there and currently he is uh living in bangalore with his wife and uh, he he he's had a ministry experience of over 38 years and and it's something that we can definitely learn uh from him uh, not just from his personal life but also from the way that he led uh these churches and planted these churches through the various leaders and i just want to welcome you pastor stanley would you just say a word of greeting to our friends that are listening this morning thank you very much it's uh, such a joy uh to speak and feel very honored uh if whatever we are going to discuss is of any help to your people it would be a joy and pleasure thank you thank you pastor um you know the reason i i thought this could be a blessing for the people that are listening is because i i know that you know through the planting of more than hundreds of these churches that you know that god has used you for god would have taught you a pattern god would have given you a road map on how to go about with it and and uh, something that you could teach us from that particular uh thing that that's that's what we are looking at you know if if i have to ask you to share a a particular story and a pro- probably a success story of a particular church plant and give us a few tips and and uh, strategies from there where, which story would you would you think of the most and which where would you want to begin with the way churches are planted there are different reasons and different ways churches get planted basically it starts by our regular ministry which inspires and motivates people uh, to consider church planting some seed is planted in their heart and they feel i would like to go and plant a church and once that seed is planted and they are stirred up then we can do something about it some churches are planted by 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 accident i may say somebody gets transferred from a church goes to another town and then he plants a church but some and a good number of churches are planted uh, intentionally so perhaps i can tell you one story of something that has happened intentionally 
definitely pastor i i i'm all ears i'd love to hear the story where where did this happen was it sometime recently who did god use in the process and 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 and, and just give us a little bit of a background to this particular story we'd love to know more about it i was based in mumbai and uh, we had a young man who went through our uh, bible uh, mini bible college that we had and he did attempt to start something in suburbs of mumbai he was partly successful but not greatly successful there were half a dozen reasons why it did not really thrive so well but at one point he felt he wanted to uh, go to another city and consider planting now his name is karan thomas as of today he is 32 years old he is married and he's got a kid about 3 uh, or 4 years old wow wow that's amazing uh, i i especially love mm-hmm. stories of young people planting churches when uh, you know majority of the people are pursuing uh, you know other things uh, trying to build a name for themselves trying to uh, reach a city where their life is comfortable or the most convenient uh, finding stories of people that are still doing it in the church today and 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 going into places as missionaries as planting churches that's that's amazing so uh, what is the growth rate of this particular church how long has it been since this church is planted and uh, how how long did it take for the church to be really effectively planted and how many people are actually being impacted right now As far as Karan Thomas is concerned he studied well he graduated then he did his MBA but then he turned his back on probably a lucrative career and decided to put his hand to a church plant so a little under 3 years ago he relocated to Pune that is out and in Pune there is a a certain suburb of that called Hinjewadi yeah. and that's where he attempted to start and so when he went he went with his wife and that time his wife was pregnant that means he didn't even have his kid and then he got his kid there and then he started his work there in a little around 3 years time mm-hmm. it has grown from almost nothing and uh, he is clocking numbers 100 plus for the last maybe 3 uh, or 4 months wow that, that that is a beautiful growth i i think it's not possible except if god would have definitely breath his uh, breath upon it and uh, uh, can you tell us how did he start what you know what were, what was his first steps how did he hear from god that this is where he has to go to and uh, how did he decide on the place and how, how what was the first initial steps that he took in his in the process when he was based in andheri he had various factors uh, andheri is a suburb of mumbai and there were various factors which limited him and he felt he wanted to get out of mumbai and plant a church but didn't want to go too far away he wanted to be close at hand so that he could uh, consider planting so as he prayed about different provinces within a striking distance pune came to his mind in his heart and he began to pray about it and the more he prayed he felt good about pune from the lord and then he asked a few of us his Uh, mentors his colleagues senior guys he saying this is what i feel what do you feel and so we all endorsed it he said go ahead we feel one with you and then he we he went to pune um, stayed there for a few days in the ymca but he began to survey the the whole map of that area mm. traveled in different areas to get a feel of the whole thing mm. and shortlisted half a dozen 
spots that he might feel comfortable about mm-hmm. then we had guided him do meet the local leaders of that place mm-hmm. uh, veteran leaders senior leaders and he went and took appointment met them and he said i'm coming from mumbai to plant a church would you give me some guidance these are the five or six provinces i'm thinking of uh, what would be your suggestions and they gave him suggestion to consider abc area basically saying in this zone there are no churches and therefore and there are no church they feel good to plant a church where there are no churches and there is a very good uh, catchment of people and so why not consider that so from that those feedback he narrowed down on one place a place called hinjewadi and he got himself blessed and prayed for by these leaders of the churches in pune so he was not doing in competition or in any such spirit but doing it with their blessing mm. and their uh, and their goodwill in the whole process wow and did he already have people there when he went or did he have to start from the scratch or uh, or did he have people moving in along with him to start the church how, how was his experience yeah. usually within the city of mumbai when we start launch out a new church often we hive off maybe 10 15 20 people and then send them off but in this case because it was another city he went all alone only with his wife and then a baby was born to them so there was no one else with him he was all by himself and nobody else locally was either available for him to start with so how did he start connecting with the people locally because uh, i'm sure everybody would be having their own um you know uh, uh, masks on the 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 fact that hey i'm i'm not going to let this guy into my private world and how did he start making friends and what did he do to reach uh, and uh, and develop his contact base in the place and you know where did he begin with how was his experience did he always get accepted or you know how how did it how did he go about with it uh, for that i must first tell you that at hinjewadi is a newly developed IT hub and bulk of the people who are there are not the locals but they are indian expats who come from different cities in india and have come because of this IT world of prominent IT companies like your infosys tcs capgemini uh, ibm wipro all these companies are there and it is a massive companies uh, having several thousand employees in each unit and then in that hub along with these companies are huge gated uh, colonies that are built which high rise apartment of 25 30 floors and are also having uh, each each colony maybe you know 20 buildings so it's massive colonies a huge n- number of people so basically they are young people fresh out of college or just one year two years experience all in their 20s most of them are single some of them are um, are are having a just maybe just newly married having just a baby year or two year old so it's a very young crowd is an english speaking crowd it is uh, non locals they as i said indian expat uh, indian ex- expats young professionals and this was his target group oh, okay. so what he did was first thing is he he rented out one decent looking flat mm. in keeping with the kind of audience he was going to reach secondly he went to all the you know coffee shops and food courts and he would go and sit almost the whole day and just order coffee or something to eat to drink 
and he would sit on a table and when people came and sat on the adjacent table he would try and pick up conversations and then befriended some of course some people were wary and did not want to go ahead with the conversation but some were friendly and he became cl- closely connected to them invited them to his house for tea and then uh, as slowly the traffic grew to his house then on a particular day on a sun he decided i launch out my church on sunday morning and that's how he started off so initially started with just a handful of a few people but to get those few he spoke to hundreds of them in order to start his church with those people that that is that is so beautiful and uh, you know the primary cause for people to sometimes stumble is the message of jesus and 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 how did people usually respond when he introduced jesus because as long as you're my friend i'm okay with it but the moment you're you're telling me that i need somebody else that there is something lacking in me mm-hmm. uh you know always there is this sense of withdrawal that you know people have at the first especially when there is no community to show uh that there is a, a community that is actually following him would you also like to join with them uh you know that's what happens sometimes in a church in a church that is already established so h- how did he experience that particular thing that you know when when he started talking about jesus to them and introducing god to people and how did they react so you know as i said these being a uh, kind of indian expats come from different cities in one sense they are uprooted from their native place their home their familiar surrounding they are in an relatively alien land and such people who are in transit and are um, newly uh, have newly arrived in a town they are always looking for some connection some friendship some some family to connect with so he created that uh, family atmosphere mm. he created a sense of belonging mm. secondly you know biblically if you look at uh, paul when he went to preach the gospel he first and foremost he would go to a town and go to a jewish synagogue mm. and so he began to connect to those who came from other cities but were perhaps mm. from christian background mm. and they didn't feel uncomfortable about him sharing about jesus mm. but he created a open home mm. and though the meeting time was just for an hour hour and a half on sunday afternoon uh but the people started to come he provided meals and a cup of tea and the people began to hang around longer and longer and they would start coming at 9 in the morning and be there till 5 and 6 in the evening mm-hmm. and it is in that atmosphere that uh you know christian life happened that's where he began to share in in a very natural setting about the gospel about the claims of jesus so some of them came from traditional churches they were normal christians but he pressed the claims of jesus and in a course of time a number of them began to be born again that's how it happened not necessarily in the meeting time but during the whole day that they spent time together wow that that's amazing i think the best way to impact people is not by our sermons but by our life mm-hmm. and sometimes we limit the preaching of the gospel to the one hour of preaching and mm-hmm. and uh, and th- that's that's amazing so pastor if i have to ask you to to share in in short a uh, a uh, uh, a few pointers on the strategy um that he used what you would say is he went and he took up a place by himself a place that where he could invite people in and uh, then he began to connect with the locals he he started 
building friendships and he then uh, started bringing them home and then slowly he made it into a, a service a Sunday service where where people can hang out and feel safe and comfortable in and then in that particular environment is where he started to disciple them and to and to bring Jesus into into their lives is that is that correct or is there anything more that you would add to yeah. uh, then he himself uh, learned through the online tutorials how to start a website and he launched a very basic website for the church, for the church. not not heavy website where you have to load too many too much material or yeah. or messages or thing like that but just a basic website where he began to just put the so called banner or poster for the following sunday mm. now newcomers would come to that place in that province of hinjewadi some of them would go on google and look for a church, uh, church yeah. on the net and his church featured as the first one because there are no english speaking churches in that zone wow. and his website was absolutely up to date because he himself was looking after it mm-hmm. and so people would search him out and began to come to his place because of open home and this long drawn meeting a community got formed a strong related community when you are strongly related the bonding uh, the level of commitment is much much higher and because they saw him at close quarters in his house mm. they saw he lived a life mm. which was uh, which was commendable he practiced and therefore what he preached they already seen him practice so the they saw it in an authentic demonstration so the message went down much more easily and they listened to what he had to say so he was a young man they were also young they listened because he had an authentic message and that's how he started in his house and once he grew to about 25 28 people his house began to get cramped he would have space for about 35 people or so so at that place he began to look out for a new uh, place to meet and he found a you know a conference room in a hotel nearby and that's where he relocated but because the group was well net of the of the because of relationships and a community they all moved very easily without getting lost mm-hmm. and once he moved there the rate at which people began to come to this new place increased even more and he didn't have to really do hard work because his community of 25 30 people were the real bridge builders with the newcomers befriending the newcomers mm-hmm. and so they were able to answer many of the questions the brand newcomers would ask mm-hmm. and so it helped to integrate uh, the pe- the brand new people who came and so he began to pick up and in about two and a half years of his launching out almost from zero just to say he and his wife today they are crossing 100 and on certain occasions the last couple of months he has even touched 120 people wow. so that's his background that that's that's so beautiful i think uh, you you touched a very important point there that after he moved to a hall the the attendance just multiplied and increased from there um so so getting a place uh, where you know which is permanent or like which is at least consistent on a weekly basis and you know something when you move take that step to move out of your house that's very important but by then he had already fo- formed that group that would run the service once uh, you you move out so you didn't you didn't have the have to bear that burden i think one of the other challenges that i hear a lot from 
uh, church plantish is that is the burden of finances because if you have to hire a hall it gets very expensive to do that and and if you have to rent out equipments for you know public speaking if you know more than 30 40 people are coming and uh, all, all of those are very expensive things and so what is the best way to keep uh, our hearts in place and our, our minds focused on the right things especially when there is challenges financially and you know how what, what are the ways in which a new church planter can raise funds uh, or, or of course there will be uh, people or places from where you are getting support but locally to build support within the church what, what would you suggest pastor so in this church planting endeavor he is not going out by himself alone we are sending him mm. So we stand committed to support him. Right. And our supporting is something like this. We commit ourselves to support a person for five years. Mm. And generally speaking, case by case it is different, but generally speaking, we start with a budgeted figure and every year we reduce by 20%. Okay. So by five years time, it is zero. Mm. By then he has got enough room to stand on his own. Mm. He is able to raise up local support by the tithes and offering of the people and is totally on his own so financially he doesn't feel the burden or the pressure that we don't want to burden him with financial pressure as long as he's laboring himself to work towards gathering people and building them and he this man Karan is doing a tremendous wonderful job and so we just would like to stand with him in that and and it looks like the way he's growing he, we may not even have to support him for five years. Mm. I think by next year, most likely he'll stand on his own. So, mm. which means three and a half years, mm. he is fully supporting himself. So, mm. that's where. By the way, he moved out of that bank, uh, that conference room, to another hotel because by then his numbers grew. Wow. That hotel room could only take about sixty people, and so now he's got a hall which can hold about one hundred and fifty. Okay. So he has relocated there. And now he, because he's sometimes touching 120, he's beginning to think, why not now consider buying a place? Mm. So he's on the lookout for some warehouses mm. where he can, if not buy it, at least lease it out for a long term mm. and do up the interiors, mm. uh, use it on right. Sundays and during the week in the evenings for the church related. But during the day, have some income generation uh, plans so that he can raise up adequate funds so that the investment in that warehouse that he would be using would not uh, would be, be easy wasted. to yeah would not be wasted and he'll be able to uh, pay it off so that is how he is able he's, he's thinking on those lines that, that's that's really amazing I think that those that are listening they'll have some brilliant ideas that they can uh, pick up from this and uh, uh, could you please expound on you know did he bring guest speakers to minister or was he ministering all the time and in what was the advantages of uh, if, if he did bring others other people to speak at the church what, how did it help or you know how did it add to the church if you could just add to that as well so initially he was so committed that for uh, out of 85 Sundays he never missed a single Sunday mm. because you know brand new church people should not feel insecure mm. if their main pastor is absent mm. uh, so that was one thing and then he also invited uh, guest speakers from our network of churches because we have uh, over 100 churches he has choice of many leaders so what happens is when he invites guest speakers the audience gets multiple input not a one man 
gifted input but many people's gifts input with their different flavors and their different ministry gifts so they get a wholesome diet mm. secondly because a good number of guest speakers are standing with him they come to realize that this is not an independent alone by themselves stand alone church but they are backed by uh, a network of churches mm. and they feel secure and safe that is worth belonging because uh, we have a future if something goes wrong in our setup or with our pastor there is a network of churches they will definitely step in mm. and fill in all the gaps mm. and they will not allow anything to fall apart mm. so the that is another way. plus the guest speakers also gave him periodic advice on the ground whatever he should do mm. and he is an ardent listener immediately makes notes and begins to implement them mm. so the result was he just fine tune very regularly plus what he would do is every 6 month he would have a, a kind of a weekend retreat mm. uh, that is like a booster dose and uh, it it really helps so a mix and he would invite guest speakers for that as well so as a result of these these guest speakers and the feedback from them the advice from them really made him grow very well now he is like a spiritual son to me so he comes to see me mm. and he he flies all the way from pune over here spends 24 hours with me he usually sends me a long list of an agenda and you know just bombards me with questions mm. and i am happy to answer but he is got his laptop on he just makes copious notes and then the next few months he just working hard to implement mm. all the suggestion given so his rate of growth is phenomenally good he i probably say his is one of the best rate of growth in our uh, network of churches others have grown but not like the rate at which he has grown so this guest speakers is definitely a great help uh, 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 a great great help. great help and a great blessing and i, and I also believe that you know his uh, willingness to learn Absolutely. you know his willingness to submit and his willingness to take a feedback from other speakers and you know that that's definitely uh, going to take him a long way uh, how how easy was it to raise leaders in a brand new church you know in a new new setup when you don't know people for a long duration uh, how do you trust them with responsibilities how do you trust them with authority with power uh with uh, you know with with new people that are coming in you know it's sometimes very tricky to give uh, hand off people to other other leaders in the church and so how how easy was it to raise leaders in a in a new church plant like this and what advice would you give to those that are setting up churches from the scratch uh, like this one uh, how, when should you start raising leaders how early should you start so when he started uh, his church and eventually it picked up numbers he also felt to reinforce what was being taught on sunday through the midweek so he started midweek cell groups because this is an it uh, world uh, they have shift duties so he would have some cell groups which run in the morning some in the afternoon some in the evening mm-hmm. and the first four cell groups he only was conducting it he only was the leader of the and he would run around he was working very hard throughout the week he would run these midweek meetings throughout the week he also had open homes so people could drop in any time he wanted now the idea of dropping home the advantage is he that gives scope for discipleship mm-hmm. so raising of leaders is a combination of a number of things there is a teaching there is a personal discipleship there is cell groups a combined effect of all this 
eventually causes some leadership to emerge from the whole thing. Mm. We do have an equipping track. So you start with uh, taking people through additionally a foundation course. He has a worship cohort where he trains them in worship. Like that, he has a number of uh, uh, tracks. And based on the people who are interested, he takes four or five, four or five, four or five people. And he teaches them these particular tracks. So they are equipped uh, in terms of the courses and the teaching that he gives them. Plus, by discipleship, he, he, he uh, kind of handles their character and character flaws. And he also provides skill training so that their skills are improved very well. But as time has gone, he has been able to hand over some of these cell groups to another leader a year, year and a half later. So today, he is able to have about nine such groups. They are not necessarily all cell groups. Some are called cell groups where you do only Bible studies. But some are interest groups where they may do an arts and crafts. Mm. Another one is just they like to just go for an evening walk and then just sit somewhere and have some coffee or something to eat or drink. But in this process, some values get transmitted, some discussion emerges. So training is happening all the time. And altogether, he has nine such groups, interest groups and uh, cell groups. And, and, and this is shaping the life of the community. And interestingly, he is now not running a single group himself. Mm. He only runs those training programs like the foundation course and worship cohorts and so on and so forth. That's how it is. The interesting thing about him is he has raised these leaders, cell leaders and these interest group leaders. And of late, that means this last December, four months ago, they were able to lay hands on one of the young men and uh, lay hands on him as an assistant pastor. Mm. And uh, though initially he had gathered people from other churches, uh, that means from their home churches, they came here, normal Christian background, whom he led to the Lord. But these people then eventually brought their friends who were from non-Christian background. Mm. So he has collected quite a good number of people from all walks of life and from them he's raised leaders interestingly this man whom is appointed as a new assistant pastor is from a non-christian background coming all the way from agra wow. and he is now his right hand man he's being trained by him in fact he visited me uh, karan visited me day before yesterday and he brought this young man also with him so he's also getting the training by himself directly that's how things are happening that that's amazing, Pastor. I think uh, raising leaders in itself is a vast topic that we could definitely have you back on the podcast to discuss at a later point. Uh, you you've written a book on raising leaders. Could you just introduce that book in in a in a minute, if you could? Yeah. Well, uh, this could be a good way to wind up this discussion because uh, I, over the years I have had the privilege to learn on the subject called discipling i read quite a lot of books on discipleship which really helped me i myself was discipled by different people during different stages in my life so i learned firsthand how to be a good disciple and it that that equipped me to train or disciple other people bulk of my church planters are people who are my disciples when you disciple and then send them out church planting the dna of those churches are almost similar to what the parent church is and the values 
carried by the main disciple in this case myself is being carried out by them so that's what has happened now i did it by myself and number of people told me why not write a book so that if people wanted to implement it they could do that so i sat down and i put a book together it is called the art of raising leaders and i we found a publisher called life publisher and they are uh, published it uh, on uh, on from them and it is both available as a hard copy as well as as a kindle copy cost about 300 rupees but i think it has got lots of theological biblical principles and then tons of stories real life stories so it got so much practical help so i think if people read it it they may almost be i think i can do it myself it is an easy book in that sense theological based but practically oriented as well that's amazing thank you so much pastor we we'll re- leave a link for that on this podcast show if anybody wants to pick up that book for uh, further learning that will be very helpful and thank you so much for giving us your time pastor i know that you have a hectic schedule and still uh, taking out time uh, one final question how how, how do you uh, keep yourself occupied in this season of your life where you don't have an active uh, church ministry but you're raising leaders uh, Uh, how do you what are the things that you you're committed to in this season of your life so i was born brought up in mumbai and pastored one main church called bombay baptist church which ministries grew to many churches so we renamed our ministry to call gateway ministry international but when i turned 62 i handed over uh, the reins of the ministry to one spiritual son of mine called Jomon Joseph and so now he looks after all the network of churches we have and i have relocated myself out of mumbai to this new city of bangalore and i base myself here but i'm still like a father figure any of our churches any pastors has any difficulty they immediately contact me either by email or by phone and i am able to answer them guide them and share from whatever god has taught me i'm able to use that to guide them uh, our church ministry though it has so many churches it is now further divided into smaller groups we call them clusters of 5 10 15 churches and so we have such 15 clusters in all now these lead, these clusters sometimes organize a church camp and they invite me to be a speaker so i go there and speak sometime they want me to go and uh, speak on leadership so i go and speak on the subject of leadership assisting them in raising leaders locally and then when i am a bit more freer and i have no too much travel then i sit down and write books these are all books for basically to help my own church people so that they can get along and do their jobs well so that's how i keep myself busy and i am like a support system and uh, my vision is to help my colleagues or my friends or my church leaders to fulfill help them fulfill their vision mm-hmm. when they fulfill their vision i feel my vision is fulfilled that's amazing thank you thank you so so very much pastor for uh, everything that you poured out into this morning's uh, conversation uh, if somebody has to reach out to you connect with you what's the best way that they can do that is there a Uh, email, would email would be the best if anybody who has any questions want to write to me by all means write to me my email id is e s s t a n at gmail.com that is again repeating e s s t a n 
एट जी मेल डॉट कॉम नो प्रॉब्लम सो थैंक यू सो मच वंस अगेन पास्तर वील डेफिनेटली लुक फॉर टू डूइंग एनदर पॉडकास्ट विथ यू ऑन ऑन द टॉपिक ऑफ लीडरशिप एंड raising leaders and and uh, and and all the best for the church in pune what is the name of the church again uh, new bridge community church that's that's amazing uh, so thank you for sharing with us the story and we are really inspired to to do the same in our own churches and uh, if you if you are blessed today take a moment to share this with other pastors and other leaders who would be encouraged by this conversation that if somebody is doing it if somebody has found success in the way that they have done it we can definitely derive lessons and teachings from the same and apply the same in our own churches and ministries as well so that's all for this morning we'll get back to you next week with another beautiful conversation that will encourage and equip you have a blessed weekend ahead thank you for tuning in today you can connect with us and receive all our resources by logging into pastorprigy.com while you're there do not miss registering for this year's revival dreamers conference from july 17 to 19 at bangalore it's going to be a glorious time see you tomorrow